Welcome to lap 8 of Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley, presented by Edmonton International Raceway in Wetaskiwin. Joining me for lap 8 is the current NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series champion in the NASCAR Late Model Division, formerly known as the Superstocks, driving the number 2 Chevrolet Impala, the Ram, Mr. Mike Ram. I also have some EIR news. The green flag is waving. Turning laps with Mr. Smiley starts right now. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I am, of course, Mr. Smiley. Just a reminder to get your tickets and flex passes for EIR's 2023 season on sale now at edmontonraceway.com. New this season is my race pass at Edmonton International Raceway. Myself and the rest of the team have been working hard over the past couple of weeks to get my race pass all set up for the fans and drivers of Edmonton International Raceway. Fans can experience live race night timing, lineup updates, driver profiles, drivers can renew their licenses and pre-register events, plus so much more. Download the My Race Pass app for free on Google Play and the App Store. Create your free account and search Edmonton International Raceway. The June 3rd Fan Appreciation Opening Night is right around the corner. Lots of giveaways. Pass the Catch-Up is returning for the season with new prizes and great food and beverages. And of course, the best entertainment value for everyone, bar none. The Pinty's Week in Wetaskiwin is shaping up nicely. Details will be released in the upcoming weeks. Tickets for the Bear 300 Pinty Series race on July 22nd are on sale now at edmontonraceway.com. Your ticket for the Bear 300 includes Saturday's huge day of activities, which starts with the second annual hauler parade to the racetrack ending with the main event, the Bear 300, but also Friday night's weekend kickoff event with home track racing action, followed by the Bear 300 kickoff driver meet and greet with food, beverages, and entertainment. Don't forget about our Canada Day celebration, which is free for all to attend. We are going to have food, beverages, music, a show and shine. Devin Dino will be there, and of course, you can't be at Edmonton International Raceway on a Saturday night without some racing, so the future stocks and stackers will take to the track with fireworks to end the night. And it's free, once again, for everyone. And speaking of Devon Dino, John from Devon Dino is inviting everyone out for a Mother's Day fundraising event. Bring the family, even your fur babies, but they have to be on a leash, out on Saturday, May 13th from 10 o'clock till 6 p.m., custom-designed t-shirt for all the ladies who are going to be running your ride on the dyno. Now, your ride could be a car, truck, motorcycle, quad, even your golf cart. This event is not just for the ladies. Guys, bring out your ride. 
Also, there will be food and refreshments available with tables provided. You just got to bring out your lawn chairs. Come join myself and Mrs. Smiley. And I also heard a rumor the driver of the 08 NASCAR Thunder Car, Don Lawrence, will also be there. Again, Devon Dino Shop is at 26214 Township Road, 512 in Devon. Come on out and enjoy a day of fun, prizes, and fundraising for Alberta's women's charities. I would like to welcome Ring Hand Distillery to Team EIR starting in the 2023 season. We toured the current location in Nisku, Alberta over a week ago and sampled the products that will be available at the Breezeway Bar this season. For example, the Kick Tea is a low-calorie, refreshing, cooler-type beverage made with all-natural ingredients for the calorie-conscious fans out there. There will be a new light apple cider beverage for all of you cider fans. So new that when we even toured the distillery, they hadn't even printed the labels yet for it. The regular Caesar and the garlic Caesar. This one's my personal favorite. Will also be available. Both Caesars have lids that are available on the top. And when you open up the lid just before you crack the top, there's going to be salt that's infused on every part of the lid. So the, there's a lid there, keeps the bugs out of your beverage, and if it tips over, you're not going to spill too much of your beverage. We will also have a custom brewed beer in time for the start of the, of the season, plus much more from Rig Hand Distillery. Come on out and enjoy Rig Hand products available at the Breezeway Bar this season at Edmonton International Raceway in Wetaskiwin. Always there to lend a helping hand to anyone in the pits, Mike Ram knows what it feels like to sit out due to a failure or wreck. He has driven almost every class at EIR. A former Pure Stock champion, and in 2022, he pulled off the feature championship in the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series at Edmonton International Raceway. Presenting the reigning and defending 2022 NASCAR Super Stock Champion, driver of the number two Chevrolet Impala. He is the Ram, Mike Ram. Hey, champ, how you doing today? Good, good. How about yourself? Can't complain. Nobody listens when I do anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First of all, I got to say congratulations, Mike. Uh, you worked hard for the past couple of years in super stock, actually, but longer than that, in the super stock class, and your hard work paid off with the championship this year. So congratulations, my friend. Yes, thank you. It uh, it felt great, but a little bittersweet at the same time. You know, uh, we struggled with car counts. So, I mean, it was a, a shortened race season. I think we had three or four races, but I mean, that's enough to make a championship, and that's all we needed. That's right. That's right. You and your crew worked really hard on your car, too. Yeah. Um, you know, a huge shout out to them. Without them, I uh, I don't think I would have made the uh, improvements I did this year to uh, be able to take that championship title. Right, right. And this isn't your first championship that you have won. How many have you won at the race? Uh, this is my second championship. My last one was in 2018 in the Pure Stocks, which are uh, actually back then they were called Feature Stocks. Uh, yes, sir. Previously renamed, I believe, after my championship, they became yep. Pure Stocks. Yes, sir. They did. Which one did you? So, yes, which... we, uh, we chased that Pure Stock class, I believe, 
I did that for five years, I believe, actually. Uh, Justin Horton, Rick Parento, mm-hmm. Austin Oganowski. I mean, they all they all got me uh, interested. Rick actually uh, rented me my first car for the first night. You know, uh, been around the track for a while. Kind of emailed Loretta. I was like, you know, you know, I'm kind of interested. How do I get into this? And she set me up with those boys, and uh, here we are today, eight years mm-hmm. later. Eight years later. So you started out at the track eight years ago. Yes, sir. This will be season number nine. Right on, right on. So we could call you almost uh, a veteran then. Almost. Not quite as long as, say, uh, Don Lawrence or Don Rendell, but we're getting there. <laughs> Which one did you find more, more, of a, more of a sweet championship victory? The pure stock? or you um, said- I think any championship, any championship you get is going to be a sweet one. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're racing. Um, car count-wise would definitely be the pure stocks. I mean, uh, their numbers are phenomenal, and they're... Uh, they were down a little bit last year, but pre-COVID, uh, after COVID, I mean, everything got a little hard for everybody, um, mm-hmm. but their numbers are actually coming up again. Um, Learning-wise would definitely be the pure, uh, super stock. There's, you know, so many aspects and changes to make to the cars and so much learning. Right. I so agree with you on that one. Um, where else have you raced besides EIR? Um... Mainly just EIR, um, back when I had my feature stock. Um, I ventured into Castrol a little bit, uh, thought dirt would interest me, and uh, after seeing how dirty the cars get and how hard it is on equipment, you know, I figured I'd stay at uh, EIR and save the equipment. <laughs> Funny, when I interviewed Don Lawrence, he said the same thing. Uh, physically, he found Castrol or Rad Torque, as they're known now, uh, to be very physically demanding on his body. Did you find that also? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, coming from asphalt for the last uh, seven years uh, before I tried Castrol, which is now Rad Torque, as you mentioned. Um, get used to the smooth ride, being able to corner and being able to hold your line and sit in the car comfortably. You get out to places like uh, any dirt tracks and uh, all the ruts in there and you're just bouncing around in the car and definitely more demanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which race have you, sorry, let me rephrase this. What's been the most challenging race that you ever ran? Oh boy. Um, last year, actually, we had our super stock invitational I believe we had seven cars, and it was, I believe, it was supposed to be 200, depending on car count. We ended with 150 laps that night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you take it for granted. You do 30 laps, you get out of the car, you're like, yeah, I'm a little tired. You do 150, and you get out of the car, you're like, man, I'm exhausted. I can't stand. I can't do anything. <laughs> but, you know, that's the long, long races. They're always nice to get your lap times in, you know, spend more time on the track. Um but, you know, you, you definitely take for granted the shorter races and how much easier it is on your body. <laughs> for sure. Mentally and physically. Uh, but both. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you hit 50 laps in, a, in, a, in, say, a super stock and uh, your mind starts to wander after you're doing the same thing over and over for that many laps. And then uh, more prone to uh, missing your mark, as uh, we would say in racing and uh, messing up. Yeah, absolutely. Did you ever run in the Thunder Car? I have ran every class at EIR except the uh, Mini Cups, obviously, which I'm a little 
little too big for them ones <laughs> and um a nascar modified back when they ran a couple years ago um, but mm -hmm. other than that i've raced every class that eir has okay which one is your favorite Definitely the super stocks. Definitely um, super. The, the speed, the power, you know, you're kind of right on the line. You got to run the car right on the edge pretty much the whole time to be fast. And, you know, you got to stay smooth and smooth as fast. And if you're not smooth, you're definitely going to drop it to the back of the pack. Mm -hmm. I saw your Facebook post. You're looking for a hit to pass vehicle? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I kind of ventured into it two years ago. Uh, I was given a car for free. It was a little, I think it was early 80s Mazda 929. And uh, I got that two weeks before a hit to pass event. And I spent those two weeks building that car in the driveway uh, with the help of Mitchell Bushnell and Brad Brooks. And uh, that night didn't go plan. We, uh, when I had taken the fuel cell out to move it into the uh, back seat. So for safety and mm -hmm. avoid crunching the back end, um, I did not refuel the car. Uh, when I had brought it back to the track. So we got about six laps in, I think, and the car died. Uh, so we came out the next year, definitely made sure I was full of fuel and uh, lasted a little bit longer. We took a small hit in the left front and it broke all the motor mounts. And that was just kind of the end of that. So we're looking for an actual car to build this year. Uh, get out there with the girlfriend's dad, Dave, and uh, yeah. definitely have some fun. Did you talk to Dave about getting a vehicle? I've been to his. I have not. I'm. Uh, He's got a bunch out there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to make some space out at my place here so I can accommodate a car. Uh, so hopefully <laughs> next Friday, well, this Friday coming up, actually, I'm hoping to get out there and talk to him. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, he's got some nice cars out there that you could easily convert right on over for hit the pass. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he told me about that in the past. You know, I just, with work and everything that had, from previous times, you know, it just never panned out. So we're going we're gonna to do it this year. Right on, right on. I look forward to seeing you into the hit the pass again, once again. Um, now, Dave is also <laughs> looking for somebody to give him a hand in his stacker car for this season. Are you going to be doing that too? I didn't know he had a stacker car. I'm going to have to he, talk to the girlfriend. She's slacking on keeping me up to date on this he, news. Yeah, he bought Darcy's old car. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we'll uh, I'll have to see what happens. I've run stacker before. They're definitely, definitely fun. You know, we got to get the car count up. So maybe uh, talk to him and maybe build a couple more. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, kids love the stackers division. Oh, I think everybody loves. I love the stackers. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a nice break from the the super stock and the stressfulness. You know, you hop into a stacker and it's just go have some fun, turn some laps, and hope you don't flip. I <laughs> hope no, you don't flip. Well, I've only seen one car, one of the stackers flip. Yeah, actually, I was uh, I was a part of that race. I wasn't in that car. I was actually you couldn't see me in the in the camera footage, but I was. Uh, we were pole position, and they were behind us, I believe, and they just went a little too hard into one and two. Yep, and that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. But everybody was okay. They flipped the car back over, and they kept right on going. Yeah, I think they were out for the next heat race. You know, topped it up with a little bit of oil, and they were right back out there. Yeah, so that was that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. Who has been your biggest on-track rival? Oh boy, um, last season and the season before. Well, no, actually, last season was Erica. Um, we had the absence of Terry and uh, Terry Dowler and Jim McIntosh last year, so that uh, that wouldn't hurt a little, you know. Uh, Always fierce competitors, Jim and his team are just bar none, 
next to the best. Um, I mean, everybody in that class is amazing. Uh, two years ago, but uh, definitely back and forth between uh, Erica and uh, Terry. Uh, I believe the three of us two years ago, the top three at the end of the year were decided. The championship was decided by less than, I think, 15 points between all of us. So, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely a bunch of competitors. Uh, we're looking forward to Mike Sawyer this year. Uh, jumped in his uh jumped in a car last year and the year before got a little bit of experience and near the end of the year he was definitely moving that car around like it should be yeah yeah i look forward to seeing all of what you guys are going to do are you going to race again like in the in the renamed late model oh you know you got to come back defending championship definitely (laughs) can't just walk away that easy no, no, no. Well, it was a. Uh, we were all a little bit. Mm, how's Mike's schedule going to work out for this summer? Is he going to be able to actually compete? So yeah, no. And uh, the companies I usually work for are very good about racing season. You know, we have our schedule ahead of plan, so I can usually plan out my days off uh, according to the racing season. So it's always nice when they're willing to work with. Them. Right. Okay. I'm going to take us in a different direction. I spoke okay. about okay. Let's talk about sponsorships. Yes. Have, have you had difficulty obtaining sponsors and retaining sponsors? Um, in previous years, when it was just myself, uh, yes, I'm not a huge uh, people person. I guess you could say I'm a very shy kind of keep to myself guy, which doesn't seem like it at the track, considering I'm running back and forth from everybody's pit stall. Um, but I mean, at the track, it's like one big family, right? Everybody has a Mm -hmm. common, common ground out there. Um, Brad and Kent Brooks came on last year, two years ago. Sorry. They came on Mm -hmm. two years ago and they were, they're definitely the, uh, and sponsorship half of the deal as well as, uh, setup and stuff. Um, they, they worked their butts off to get us sponsors for the last two years, you know, and, and, uh, we're hoping they carried through for the last two years, so we're hoping that they'll uh, carry through again for this season. Okay, we broke up just a little bit during that little oh. little bit of a segment there, so no worries, bud. No worries. No Gotta worries. love the Gwyn service. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see what I can do when it comes down to the editing part of it. <laughs> but so you you credit uh, Brad and and Ken, right, to help you with? Yes, with absolutely. The yeah, uh, they were definitely phenomenal for getting us sponsors for the last two years. That's good. That's good. Are you actively seeking more sponsors now or with who you have now on board with you? Are you just satisfied with, with that? The less is more kind of mentality? Uh, no, I think anytime you run a race car or any, any event like that, more sponsors is always good. You know, it helps everybody out. We're definitely always pursuing sponsors. Okay. What do you say to the people and the racers out at the track that are having difficulty obtaining sponsors? Uh, find yourself a Brad and Kent. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, just stay persistent. You know, you have to show them the value in being a part of your team as well as them bringing you on to be a part of their team, you know. So if you can get the car out, some, um, you know, go out and hang out with them for a couple hours, they give you as much as you can give them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you go to your sponsors during the week and hang out with them? And uh, Yes, we, we took the car out a couple times. Um, you know, everybody thinks that it's super cool when you show up with the Super Stock or any, any kind of race car, right? Like, it's, it's really cool. 
Um, and by the end of the event, when we had went out there, you know, we were doing donuts in their parking lot because everybody just wanted to see some donuts. <laughs> Chew up the tires a little bit, right? Exactly. You got to break the new tires in somehow. Why not do some donuts in the sponsor's parking lot? <laughs> Give them a smoke show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. How long are you planning on racing still? As long as my body will let me, you know, uh, starting to get up there. We're, we've got a birthday coming up at the end of the year. You know, I'm not as young and energetic as I once was and starting to feel the ages come through now. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully for the next while. <laughs> well, uh, not on race day. I mean, you got more energy on a race day than I, I've seen a person have. You're literally, when you said you're all over from pit to pit to pit to pit, you really are. And if somebody breaks down, you're the first one there to give them a hand. First one. Oh, absolutely. You uh, you don't see me for the next couple of days after a race event. You know, it's uh, definitely slow moving and sore. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're like, it's like one big family out there. You know, everybody, you know, they might be in your class, your biggest competitor or whatever, but you, you hate to see anybody sitting and not being able to race, you know, so your biggest competitor will be the first person at your pit to help you get back on the track. Right. Right. I've seen it. I've seen it. And you're, you're the first one again, right there. Bailey DeWalt has nothing but good things to say about you. Yeah. She's, uh, she's kind of become like a sister, you know, mentor her. And, uh, you know, she's got some confidence downers now and then when something doesn't go her way, you know, or something breaks, you know, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I listened to the, the, her podcast this morning, actually, and she was mentioning how, uh, you know, she spent, I spent two days out there working on her car. You know, she wasn't sure she wanted to race again after that happened. You know, her confidence went down and mm -hmm. you, you just hate to see a young racer, you know, just kind of give up that easy because their car's broken or something, you know. So if I can go out and spend two days helping fix their car and get it back on the track, you know, I'll be the first person to hop out there. How, who, who else have you mentored? Um, you know, I, I don't mentor a lot of people. Um, I just kind of give little tips and points uh, from my previous year, say in the pure stocks when I ran it. Um, you know, you can only give so much information from what you've learned. And if, say, if I was to give you a whole bunch of information, you're going to find what works for you in that information, as well as what works for you from other people's information. So you've got to kind of take bits and pieces from who, who you talk to and what you learn and apply mm -hmm. it to say your driving style or, or your car, what's going to work for you. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And again, internet connection issues, but that's okay. I mean, you, you are <laughs> down in the Valley in Gwyn. Yeah. Nothing we could do about that. Okay, so you're ba basically Bailey's role model at the racetrack. Who has been your role model on the racetrack? Doesn't have to be EIR, but who has been your role model? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I have a, a role model as much as you know. I try and be my own role model. You know, you look to previous races or in events, and you're like, what did I do? What worked? What what didn't work? Say, you know, what can I learn and move forward from? Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I could probably say in a sense, uh, Erica Thiering, um, you know, just watching her go out and how dominant she is on the track day in and day out and how hard her team works on that car. You know, 
you you just kind of aspire to be able to get to that point where you know you have the the knowledge uh, to be able to go out and perform like she does every every race night. Mm-hmm. Now, um, are you thinking? And if your schedule allows, are you thinking about taking your car and going around to some of the other tracks with your car, doing a little tour? Um, with the Superstock, no. Um, just because you know we've we've looked for like you know say if we're not racing here this weekend we'll go say you know we wanted to go to height you know we thought it'd be cool to run height really fast and high bank track mm-hmm. um saskatoon we took our car out once last year to saskatoon you know it was a good event it's always nice to get out and you know take your sponsors with you out to a new track you know mm-hmm. have a, a weekend of racing fun um but our our class at EIR, the Superstocks, now formerly known as the, I believe, NASCAR late models. Um, we kind of run in our own rule package, so we don't fit a lot of other tracks' rules. So it, it becomes a little difficult there. Like, we can take it out for invitationals, but that's about it. Okay. Okay. Now, when you take it to, to when you took your car to Saskatoon, how competitive were you on their track? Um, you know, we fought for last place, which, I mean, for us is a, a huge accomplishment um brand new track you know we were underpowered we run a 602 crate engine mm-hmm. and out there they can run a 602 with a four barrel they can run a 604 with a two barrel or they can run an open motor for um i mean for us to stay on the lead lap until two laps to go in the main event and fight for last place all night was a huge accomplishment for us nothing nothing to be ashamed about there no, no, not considering it was your first time out and the car being underpowered. So that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we took a, a knife to a gunfight and we, we kind of held our own that night. So, Well, that, that's good. See, you can actually take a knife and hold your own. Yeah, to a point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about a role model off the racetrack? Uh, you know, between work and not being able to, to race too much, you know, you're, you're focused on work quite a bit. So, I mean, I don't have a, a huge role model outside of, of uh, the track. You know, if I'm not racing, then I'm, I'm busy working. How has racing prepared you for life outside of the racetrack? Oh, boy. Um, you know, it, it kind of gives you a, a don't give up mentality. You know, if, if something goes wrong, it doesn't go your way. You know, you can't just give up and quit. You know, you got to persevere through it and make the best of the situation and keep on going. Right on. And where do you see yourself in five years on the racetrack? Uh, hopefully not too medicated on, uh, you know, muscle relaxants for the sore bones. <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, still being around the track, helping anybody who needs help, you know, just helping grow the sport and get everybody involved. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. That That's so cool. <laughs> you're always there to help. You, you really are. You, you're I, I try my best, you know, I've. There, there's been times where, you know, I wreck something and, uh, you know, people try to help or, or they're just too busy trying to fix their own stuff. You know what I mean? So I've sat for a night after showing up and wrecking in practice and, you know, it, it's not a good feeling. So if you can, you know, I do whatever I can to try and get, get people back out there. That's, that's right. That's right. And once again, we are a big, big family out there. What do you think of what we've been doing out there with some fan interaction? 
Um, you know, I I didn't get to see it too much last year, um, just with only having uh, three races on our schedule. So I wasn't at the track a lot last year, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely need uh, fan appreciation. You know, the fans allow us to do what we do um, every weekend. You know, without them, we'd be we'd have race cars sitting at home not being able to race. So, I mean, without the fans, we're, we're not much of a show. Right. Right. And we're doing all that we can out at the racetrack to bring out the fans. Yeah. The couple times I was out there, I see that uh, big ketchup bottle behind you there. I've seen that make its rounds around the track a couple times. <laughs> they love that. The kids just, they, they, they love that. So I think we're going to keep doing that. Um, fan appreciation night is our opening weekend. Are you going to be in attendance and are you going to be, you know, have your sponsors there and possibly some sponsorship swag to give out to the fans? Um, we're hoping to this year. Um, I haven't seen the schedule yet, so I don't know if I'm there. But usually if I'm not working, I'm at the track, regardless if I race or not. You know, just kind of walk around, hang out with people and visit and, like you said, help everybody. Um, we're hoping to have some swag this year. Um, well, you know, we'll see what pans out and how that works out for us. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to put the challenge out to you. Are you going to get your butt out into the stands and start meeting some new fans and making new fans out there? Every intermission, if I got, I'll go up for food, or you know, I'll grab my my French fries and then I'll go out and talk with everybody that notices me, and you know, and try and make some new conversations with people in the stands. But right usually on, in the grandstands. Yep. Get get those hero cards ready. Absolutely, got to make a bunch of them. Yeah, we've we got to update them now that we have uh, championship on, yeah, on the car, right. so we've got to update those. Get that trophy right on the car and get your picture. Yeah, absolutely. Trophy, get everybody around. Ah, right on. Absolutely. Right on. Pinty's weekend is coming up. You looking forward to it, to it again? Pinty's, I missed it last year. I yeah, was, you were uh, I, was, I think I was... Uh, Another Fort Mac or Grand Prairie I was working, but, you know, the Pinchies guys always put on a great show. It's always a, a great two-day event. Um, you know, any 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 event I've been to, I mean, they're they're huge competitors as well, you know. it's They're a couple of class stages above us, but you see the, the hard work and the determination pay off for them just, just as you see any other class out at the track. Right, right. It, they, they put on a really good show last year. Yeah, you know, I you uh, you did your live stream a couple weeks ago there, and I was actually able to watch it through that. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a good showing. Usually is when they come out this way. Yeah, and TSN, they really do a good job uh, at showcasing the racetrack and the race when they do come out here. Oh, if they're amazing camera angles and their drones, yeah, it's, it's always amazing to watch. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They had a lot of in-car cameras, too, this year. Yeah, I saw that. There was a couple of them. It'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool to get that footage you know and just kind of watch their footwork and you know what they're doing in the car yeah yeah what do you think of the stencils on the on the grass that we did they were good i, I think uh, a couple of them got torn up a little bit there didn't they <laughs> yeah with uh mr kevin mcclaw got spun out yeah yeah no it's uh the track puts in so much work you know and it's i don't know if they get the appreciation that they deserve for what they do for for the sport year in and year out, you know, not just one Pinty's and the big event comes to town, but you know, they're out there every week during the uh, weekday, uh, making sure the track is ready to go and looks uh, to the best of standards, you know, for when just us normal classes come out, you know, it's a huge shout out to them, you know, the, all the uh, tremendous amount of work they do. Yeah. Yeah. 
working behind the scenes. Absolutely. You know, it's all the stuff we don't see as racers. You know, we show up on a Saturday and we don't think anything of it, but you know, they're, they're putting in 10, eight to 12 hours a day during the weekday that we're not out at the track, just uh, track up, keep and making sure everything's good and ready to go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The biggest, biggest thing when Pinty's comes to town, we got to paint those lines on the racetrack. Absolutely. That would be huge, tedious work. I don't know if I could do it. Oh, it was, it was definitely fun. I could tell you that. The, the end result would be definitely worth it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rob and I were watching the, um, the Bush clash last weekend and he was remarking about the paint that they had on the inside of the, of the racetrack on their quarter mile. And he wants to do exactly what they did where they had the NASCAR colors going into turn one and two, like, all the way sweeping between turn one and two. And then in three and four, yeah. they had the, had that. And he wants to do that. I'm like, Hey man, you knock yourself out. You do, you go ahead and paint that. And then I made the Are you going to, uh, are you going to incorporate your squiggly line at every pit stall this year? Or what? <laughs> I saw that out there. Thanks bud. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is that's, that was Mark Antoine Cameron's pit stall and he ended up winning the race. Oh, so you're picking favorites, and who's going to win with that squiggly line? Oh, that hey, I had no idea that was going to be his pit stall. Telling, his, telling like, the future. <laughs> yeah, telling the future, yeah. <laughs> we could probably call that the good, the good luck squiggle. Absolutely. <laughs> but it, it was funny to actually see it on camera, TSN, right in that camera angle where they had, the, had it. It was like, oh, man, that's going to show so terrible on TV, but... You know, it, well, it, I noticed it, 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 uh, when you uh, when you were uh, streaming that race, actually, you had uh, paused the video and pointed it out. Now I'm going to look for that every time I'm at the track. <laughs> yeah, I, I who asked me to do that? Um, uh, I, I ended up getting a comment anyways, and they said, "What about the squiggly line there?" So I showed everybody, <laughs> showed people, and so. Oh, I was, think that was uh, was that Mr. Ashton. I think that was Ashton. Yeah, that could yeah. be Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I talked with our Mark Antoine when we were down at uh, Indianapolis, and I didn't even—I should have mentioned to him that about I was the that squiggly line in the pit stall at Edmonton International Raceway. That was me. So I—I I, I <laughs> should have asked him if if he used that as a guide to to get into the pits because for a breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I looked at it after it it happened. I'm like, first I was really upset because it's like, Oh shit, I ruined, you know, it's going to look terrible (laughs) on TV and all that. And then after it dried and and I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know what? It's breaking point and and the angle is perfect to get to get into the pit stall. So absolutely. Yeah. I should have asked him if he used it as a guide. Everybody's every each driver has their own little point for you know where to stop in the pit. You know, that might have been his good luck. What is your goal for this season in 2023 besides retaining? Um, you know, I for in the super stock class, I think I accomplished pretty much all my goals I had set for myself in, in the four years I had been previously racing. You know, the first one was obviously, you know, get a win under your belt, whether it be a heat race or or a feature. You know, I, I, I took a couple heat race wins, so that's uh, always a good confidence booster. Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago, we took the fir- took our first uh, main feature race. You know, I, I started, I think I started pole, and it was a 30-lap race, and I had Erica and Terry Dowler 
uh, right behind me the whole 30 laps. You know, there was no, no taking a break, no, no relaxing, you know, you're grit your teeth and fight for it right to the very end. Um, last year we accomplished our first pole position in qualifying, um, and our championship as well, you know, so I don't know if there's, there's too many more goals to make, you know, maybe just keep learning and hopefully get a couple more wins this season. Right on, right on. Good goals to have. Always, always a good goal to have when you want to try and win. <laughs> Any word of advice you can give to the young drivers that are up and coming? Um, you know, just don't give up. Stick it out. You know, it might not always go your way. You know, you might start with a good car and and that car will quickly fall off. And you'll go from, say, first or second down to last. You know, you can't determine your season or, or your feelings on one night's race. You know, you got to keep learning and push yourself and advance your knowledge and, you know, tough it out and you'll get that win. You'll, it'll, you'll, be, you'll be there one day. Excellent. Good words of advice. Absolutely. Get as much seat time as you can. Get as much seat time as you can. Words of wisdom from Mike Ram, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Ram, Mr. Mike Ram. Thanks for your time, Mike. Thanks, Kevin. Come on out and see if the Ram will retain his championship this season at Edmonton International Raceway. Get your tickets now at edmontonraceway.com. The Black Flag Disclaimer. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are mine and the guests appearing on Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley and do not represent the views, thoughts, opinions of Edmonton International Raceway, EIR, EIR sponsors or racers, NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR Cup Series, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and their affiliated sponsors. The material and information here is for general information purposes and entertainment only. The turning laps with Mr. Smiley name in all forms and abbreviations are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. And now this is the checkered flag. Thank you once again to the Ram, Mike Ram, driver of the number two NASCAR late model and defending late model champion. And of course, a huge thank you to all you listeners and fans. Don't forget to like and share the podcast. Stay tuned for the next Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley presented by Edmonton International Raceway. Remember, keep smiling.